Welcome back, everyone, to the Shine a Light on series. Today, we'll be shining a light on rewriting the Latina story with Elsa Jimenez. Thank you for joining us, Elsa. Yeah, thank you so much for having me, Mariah. I'm so excited. Yes, of course. And just to get started, do you mind telling us a bit about yourself? Sure. I was born and raised in San Jose, still reside here, left home to go to college, just graduated actually three months ago during the pandemic, which is really crazy to think about. But yes. I graduated with a major in cognitive science, minor in sociology from UC Davis, and I'm currently on the job hunt. And yeah, just so excited to be speaking with you today. Yes. Thank you so much for joining me. I'd love to dive into our main topic today and sort of why you are here. So let's dive into the Latina story. What does this phrase mean to you? Yeah. So, you know, like growing up, and I think this is something that not only applies to me, but to many Latinas probably that are hopefully tuning in and listening. Novelas is something that I would watch when I was younger and novelas are soap operas. And so when I think of the Latina story and how we are portrayed in these soap operas. It's really about women staying home or taking care of the kids, not pursuing much for them. So the phrase like rewriting the Latina story, what that really means to me is empowering Latinas and really all women, right? Regardless of the walks of life to just pursue more, more for themselves. And this passion, I think it's something that I've discovered within the past months and really just because mentors that have empowered me is why I really just want to give back and empower more women. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. And I I love this. I love hearing all of this. Kind of digging further into your passions and and who you are and why this topic is so important to you. What are you passionate about? And what exactly fuels these passions? Yeah, I mean, a a huge passion, like what, what I've talked about, right, is empowering other women. I think kind of to like what I was alluding to before as to why I'm very passionate about this is because I mean, I like, I'm still constantly like building my own self-confidence and it's something that Mm -hmm. I never really, I guess, put a lot of emphasis into until the pandemic hit. I feel like the pandemic hitting just kind of gave me so much time to do some more self-discovery than me and really dig into like my values and and purpose and and what I wanted out of life. And I know it sounds super deep, but that's why we're here. (laughs) It's really like what's been going on. By no means did I like have this whole mission and passion figured out when I was younger. Like if I look Mm -hmm. back as to four years ago, just starting off in college, I I had no sense as to like what I wanted to do really. And yeah, I think like when I reflect on to like what really started to feel this passion was being a part of organizations where I've interned, such as like Him for Her, which really focuses on a salary diversity at for-profit board seats. One of my roles now with like intern makers and just helping other students that might be like first gen, just like me, might identify as like a POC or like a woman or, or just don't necessarily have like role models in their life that could not necessarily like role models. Models, but I guess just folks that kind of went through like college and know like what a GPA is or like what an internship is. Mm-hmm. I think that's the reason why like I'm, I'm just so passionate about like giving back and impacting others. I love that. It sounds like what I'm hearing is that you sort of found this path to self-discovery by connecting with others, which I think is ironic and beautiful. And I think it happens to many of us. So tell us all more about like Tequeria and any other online communities that you really want to shout out right now. Yeah. Tequeria is a great one. It, It empowers Latinx that are trying to pursue a career 
in tech. And, you know, even though I grew up in Silicon Valley, I had never really thought about like the tech industry until a year ago because of a mentor. And then I got super serious about it three months ago. So if anyone's listening and is like thinking about like a major change or career change, totally go for it. You know, do what your heart follows. But in terms of shouting out other organizations, Another one that is super big and resonates to really my mission and passion writing the Latina story is rewriting the code. What rewriting the code focuses on is empowering women that are either in undergraduate or graduate studies trying to pursue a career in tech. Consulting is another one that I follow and y'all can find these organizations by Googling them or they're also on LinkedIn and one soul team, their mission is to turn underdogs into winners. And I'm just all for that. Those are three orgs that deserve a shout out and so much recognition. Yes. No, thank you for sharing that. Going back to what you said earlier, I do think that it is important to have this moment of self-discovery by moment. I mean, like a lifetime really of self-discovery before you can feel empowered enough in yourself to empower others, which it sounds like that is your passion now. But do you mind telling us a little bit more about what you did to assist in this road to self-discovery first? Yeah, that's a really good question. And it's something that I'm still embarking on. But when I reflect right on the past couple months where I've had this extra time to really dig deeper, I think it started off with a podcast actually, and it's called Despertando. And it uh, just means waking up in Spanish. It's on Spotify. And they just have like really quick, easy, like five minute episodes that cover like a whole range of topics. And one of them was about gratitude and also like empowerment. I think that's like where I started to kind of feel that passion for empowering like myself and others and like you said right it's like a lifetime this is like a continuous Mm -hmm. journey and I recently came across this amazing Latina her name's Erica Cruz you can find her on TikTok she has like a following of 99,000 right now which is insane but she's starting these cohorts and they're called Purpose Driven Latina and I just signed up for it like this week actually and I'm so excited kind of just dive deeper into that. She really just focusing on self-awareness, building confidence, and not letting what we learn watching these soap operas dictate how we should do in life, right? And just pursuing more for each other. How much of a role do you think novellas play in sort of how Latinas see themselves and others in their community? Yeah, I mean, I'm no expert, but I think really what you see like on television and social media plays a huge role in terms of what we can see for yourself, right? It's all about like, mm-hmm. if you don't see representation, then you're not going to pursue it. And I think reflecting on my own experience, I think that I never thought about pursuing tech or in a sense, like something out of my comfort zone, because mm-hmm. other than other factors, right? Like my personal household and watching these shows apply to so many folks that identify as Latinx is that we're always very grateful for what we're given, right? You don't really like, pursue more. It's always, oh, gracias a Dios, but I have now. And that's amazing, right? Like we should be grateful, but never limit ourselves. Yeah, well, that makes a lot of sense. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Going back to rewriting the Latina story, let's say it, it has been rewritten. Can you tell this story to us? What does this look like? What does it sound like? I mean, when I imagine the Latina story being rewritten, I think of so many powerful Latinas having all of these incredible senior titles at these board seats. So many more Latinas encouraged to pursue a bachelor's degree, a high school degree. 
pursue all of these industries where we really aren't represented. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And just so much diversity of thought is also something that I can envision. Just all this incredible chingona energy. I love that. What do you think is, and I know this is a, a major question, but I'd love to hear your thoughts on it. What do you think the first steps are to getting to that point? Yeah, it starts with folks that are Latinas that might already have those roles, right, at senior levels to or Latinas that are already in these industries where we are represented to just continue doing their thing and really pursuing more so that we see more representation. And that's how we can mm-hmm. get more Latinas or women get a foot in the door. I think like the last time that I checked, there's 11% of Latinas that have a bachelor's degree. So even starts from undergrad students right. that identify as Latinas that can go back into their communities and just encourage those high schools that they went to, middle school, elementary school. They can do it. It is possible if you believe that you can. Yeah, definitely. I love how you mentioned that Latinas in these roles exist right now. You started off by saying this exists. They should keep doing what they're doing. That's good to hear. What about allies and people who don't even identify as Latinx or those who do? Yeah, I think something that allies can do is starting off if you're already in the industry, just leveraging the voices of not only Latinx, but other women or underrepresented groups in the room and echoing their voices if they aren't being emphasized or echoed from a point of view of schools, making sure that you're being considerate of all walks of life, right? And Mm -hmm. thinking about everyone and empowering everyone. Based on the last few thoughts that you just shared, I am curious of who plays the biggest role in rewriting the Latina story. I think it starts within Latinas. Mm -hmm. Let me backtrack because I think there's a lot of folks that can play a role, right, from allies. But really, it's a community of Latinas that want to help other Latinas succeed, right? Mm -hmm. And it also has to play the role of younger generation of Latinas that want this for themselves, right? So I think there's a few folks that play a role in this Mm -hmm. to really make it happen. Yes, No, that makes a lot of sense. I agree with you. Not necessary for Latinas specifically, but in sort of empowerment and and communities. And honestly, the importance of either being mentored or chatting with someone you identify with in this way, someone you can look up to and ask questions to. This is really important. So that makes a lot of sense that Latinas themselves would be the key players in rewriting their own story. Who are some Latinas you think that the world should know of? Yeah, that's an amazing question. There's so many Latinas out there that are already doing incredible things. Now that we're like in the pandemic and living in this digital world, essentially, I think it's even more important to make sure that your Instagram or Twitter, whatever it may be, is filled with folks that are empowering you. And so a couple that I follow, I mentioned her earlier, Erika Cruz. There's another really amazing Latina, Miri Rodriguez. They're both, by the way, in the tech industry. Erika actually just left to be a full-time entrepreneur and follow her dream of really empowering other Latinas. But I'm taking it to a further level. I think of AOC. Yes. She just got reelected, actually. Yes. I was so happy to see that. She's a queen. (laughs) Kind of going back into our earlier conversation, why do you think representation is critical to any company or board or institution, society, et cetera, et cetera. Why is it so critical? Yeah, there's a lot of reasons why it's critical, right? There's actually studies that have been done on this and talking about when there's diversity, there's actually greater impact being made. It empowers like other folks, right? To like want to pursue those roles. And going back to what I was mentioning earlier of the critical and importance of diversity of thought. Yes, 
And I feel like I've seen a lot of studies and research recently that increased diversity, and this is diversity in, in all aspects, actually helps businesses succeed more often. Right. Have you heard of this as well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I've definitely seen those similar studies as well. Yes, which I think is super interesting because even if you're power, money, hungry in your business, diversifying who's on your team will literally only help you. So then there's really no reason to not, in my opinion, even if you're sort of on the money side of things. I completely echo what you just said. There's been studies that show that having this diversity not only increases revenue, but other internal organizational impacts. Mm -hmm. Definitely, yes. The next thing that I wanted to bring up, which I think is reflected in this idea of the importance of representation and unfortunately how common it is to not see someone that you identify with in a role you see yourself in. How do you think that the imposter syndrome plays a role for Latinx people in particular? This could be students or whoever you'd like to talk about. Yeah. When I was in college and the way that imposter syndrome impacted me, right? Like I came from a community that looked like me everywhere that I heard, like there was folks that either looked or just identified within the same race. And then going off to college, it was like a huge culture shock in that sense. Imposter syndrome just really hit. You feel like if you don't see people that look like you or speak like you, you just start telling yourself so many things internally and in your head that like you aren't meant to be there or aren't qualified enough. But these are really just own like internal thoughts. They aren't necessarily reality, right? But imposter mm-hmm. syndrome could just hit so hard where you don't even see that. You're just thinking about how you think that you don't fit in. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's a huge impact. And I definitely saw that like during some of my college years, but Luckily, we had a great community that was there for me and just supported me and got me through that. And I know some colleges do a great job at being an outlet for these type of communities, but just hope that like, anyone that like might be going through imposter syndrome knows that it's something they can definitely get through the right community. Something that I heard recently embarking on the Grace Hopper Conference, there was a woman that spoke and she was saying how imposter syndrome is kind of like something that you that you tell yourself. It's really not real. And why you think you're like an imposter is a term that's kind of just like thrown out there folks just talk about but if you don't see yourself like as an imposter then like you aren't it's just a thing that you can't overcome as well I definitely agree with everything you just said in terms of self-doubt I feel like I still have this issue to this day of course and a lot of times when people ask me like what is the biggest challenge you faced in college or as a woman in tech it's often me (laughs) my answer nowadays is it is me and my self-doubt and questioning myself when I want to try something new just because I don't think I would do as well as someone else in the room. So I definitely agree. I think that people limit themselves a lot of the time just from their own voices in their heads, if that makes sense. Oh, yeah. And it's so true. I've seen that firsthand with my experience. Mm -hmm. But you just got to shut those little voices in your head and and it's going to be okay. And you're going to do what you're meant to be and it's going to be fine. Yes, I love that. And I happen to be lucky enough to have a mentor who works at Intel and she's a Latina. She is a project manager. She's pretty badass and she's really cool. And what she said to me last time I met with her was that she would see herself in a room of men. And instead of thinking like, ah, I am the only woman in here, she would have this different tone to it. Same words, different tone of like, yes, I am the only Latina in this room. And that that is awesome. And I am paving the way for others sort of thing. And I thought that was super powerful. So how does perspective on yourself and your role against the people around you play a role in imposter syndrome and confidence and and all of the above. How important do you think this is? First of all, shout out to your mentor. I think that's just incredible what she mentioned. I've heard the saying, the five people that you hang out with most like reflect who you are. And I think it's so true. 
I think if you surround yourself with folks that just might not necessarily, in a sense, do positive self-talk or want to achieve more than you might end up falling short in that sense, right? Where you won't want to do that for yourself. And I've seen that with some folks I used to hang out with like in my past. And now that I've just been so much more active and making sure that whoever I follow on social media, right, because we literally are living in the digital world right now, are empowering and encouraging and just positive. I've seen that own shift in the way that I act and such. So it definitely does play a huge role. And if you want to see yourself in a certain way, like make sure you're surrounding yourself with folks that line up with those values and support and encourage you as well. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. I tried to do this as well in college and I joined the Society of Women Engineers almost immediately. And even if I was in a room with all men, which has happened for sure, I would just remember that I had that community or remember my mentor from that community. It was super helpful even just knowing that they were there, maybe not physically, but there for you whenever you needed to vent or relate to someone. So I definitely agree with you on this. And this sort of leads me to my last question for you, which is, do you have any last words of wisdom for anyone who has felt discouraged by underrepresentation? I feel like there's so many gems that I've heard and have really helped me. And I think the one thing that it really comes down to is just because you don't see representation doesn't mean that you can't be the representation right and just like believing in yourself believing in the fact that you can do like whatever you set your mind to like the mind is so powerful I think this comes from my major right of studying cognitive science (laughs) but it's true I've witnessed it firsthand when talking to mentors and friends if you believe you can see yourself in one way and really envision that and write that goal down it'll become reality so just keep pushing forward keep on doing what you're doing you're amazing you're special and everything's just going to turn out the way that it should be for you I love this emphasis on mindset and self-confidence. And thank you for sharing some resources for us throughout this whole episode too. Yeah. And I mean, if you're listening, like reach out. I'm always happy to share any resources that I have, just the way that they've been shared to me, like love to give back. So yeah, don't hesitate to reach out. Actually, while you're on that train, how can people reach out to you? What's the best way? You can add me on LinkedIn, just my name, Elsa Jimenez. I don't have Instagram, but I mean, a shameless plug, if you want to reach out to me that way, I do have an Instagram for my puppy. (laughs) It's Caramelo Macchiato, so caramel, oh, at the end, then macchiato, like the drink with an underscore, or Twitter. I'm pretty active on Twitter. My at is at E-L-S-A, and then my middle name, M-A-R-E-Y-Y. So there's a few ways you can reach out. Perfect. That sounds good. And yes, that was not a shameless plug. I love it. Go follow (laughs) that page. Thank you so much again for joining us, Elsa. I really appreciate you sharing your story and your thoughts with us. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me and bringing me on. This was incredible and can't wait to see what's coming our way for Opal. (laughs) Thank you. I really appreciate that. And to anyone tuning in, thank you for joining us. As always at Opal, we shine brighter together and we'll see you next time.